The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Essams, the Wolf of Oaklawn. It's your boy, Freak Nizzle. Freak Nasty. Brother Freak Nick. I'm back, bitch. That's right. <laughs> you ain't got to close your eyes. This ain't no dream, bitch. I got it. I hope everyone had a good black-eyed Susan Stakes Friday. It was a fun day of racing. Some impressive performances. Uh, man, what's more impressive, though, than a fine piece of art over your mantelpiece, if you have one of those, maybe over your fireplace, if, you, if you've got one of those, too, uh, or maybe, like, uh, over the bed, over the crapper. Who knows? But I'm giving away this fantastic piece of art it's my fallen bob giveaway that's right a canvas print of my one of a kind painting of bob baffert after he was wrecked by authentic in the kentucky derby winner's circle that's right we're gonna give that away all you have to do leave a review for the show wherever you get your podcasts and you're automatically entered to win we're gonna draw one name on Saturday, June 10th. Why would that be? Oh, oh, that's right. Because it was Belmont Stakes Saturday. But let's talk about Black Eyed Susan Friday. Good day racing. Great day of racing. Let's let's run through some of these results. Scrambling, gambling, I must rock with mandolins and violins. We just sitting here trying to win, trying not to sin. Tie off weed and lock gin. Thank you, Biggie, for that interlude. All right, race four, the Sir Barton Stakes. Uh, the heavy favorite, Interstate Daydream, took it down. One, the Sir Barton, gate to wire. Shrugging off a pretty game, f- and then holding off uh, Misty Vale late. If you listen to the show, we actually had that exacta for you yesterday. Uh, then we had the very one stakes. That was the next one, next stakes uh, race that was uh, all the way to race nine. Uh, train, they keep saying Artemis. That's dumb. It's Artemis. Let's just say Artemis. Uh, trained to Artemis. Uh, sat a patient pocket trip behind a very hot opening quarter of 21 and 7. Uh, to tip out wide in the stretch, and Paco Lopez gave uh, his traditional aggressive Paco Lopez ride to get trained to Artemis into space. And then he just pulled away uh, in the stretch on the turf there. Uh, you know, the kind of ride that gets uh, people upset, makes them punch Paco Lopez when he's sitting in a lawn chair. Uh, the next stakes race, race 10, was the Miss Preakness stakes. Or, I mean, we, we could say the, uh, the Miss Freakness. All I got to say about the Miss Preakness Stakes was uh, 
Maple Leaf Mel. Wow. Wow. Really, really impressive performance by Maple Leaf Mel. And what was supposed to be a, a showdown between Key of Life and Maple Leaf Mel, uh, Maple Leaf Mel turned in the, the most impressive performance of the day, in my opinion. Absolutely ran the competition into the ground. Uh, looked really impressive, pulling away in the middle of the stretch. It was great. It was great looking. Uh, you know, say what you want to about Key of Life. I'm sure it's going to be a pretty good horse, but I uh, feel like uh, Maple Leaf Mel kind of separated himself by a notch right there. Uh, next, let's talk about the Hilltop Stakes. Uh, Asprey, shout out to the sniper, Barry Smear- Spears. Uh, if you listened yesterday, he had the call on that one for you. I believe t- uh, four to one. Uh, took advantage of the pace setup of a very hot pace to win. Uh, it was, uh, you know, Chad Brown horse doing Chad Brown things. I feel foolish for not being on it like Barry uh, because uh, Chad Brown going to Chad Brown in the these uh, turf sprint stakes. Uh, next, we had the Black Eyed Susan, the big one. And, you know, I, I'm very proud of, of my Oak Lawnness being from Arkansas, uh, you know, watching Oak Lawn racing all through the winter into the early spring a horse that I've been on before for other races and just kind of fell by the wayside to, for me. Didn't see it coming. And boy, was it a big win for Oakland's own taxed uh, after biding her time and closing into a hot space, uh, you know, into a hot pace uh, tax just ran away with it. Uh, had to, had to hold off a, a really game Hoosier Philly. Uh, who I thought the race actually shaped up for pretty well with some of the scratches and some of the, the speed and everything and made Hoosier Philly a little bit more likely to hold on, but still ran a very big race, very big race. Uh, FISA, the Bob Baffert horse, the the one that everyone was kind of saying, this is the Bob Revenge Tour, and he's got the chip on his shoulder and everything. Well, guess what? That horse did not really fire. Uh, kind of came out flat. It makes me think that we might have one of my favorite holidays, uh, a, a fade Bob day on a, on a triple crown race day. So we'll see. We'll see if that means anything. We'll see if FISA just coming up empty means anything. We're going to take a, just a moment here at the Notorious OTV to give a shout out to some folks. I'm talking about Edge Boost. SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with Edge Boost, the world's first Bet Now Pay Later Visa card. Similar to Buy Now Pay Later programs like Affirm and Afterpay, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account, and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use your two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers 2,500 in advances as you build a repayment history. My Edge Boost double down play of the day is, let's see, the Giants. Yeah, San Francisco Giants on the money line. There we go. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. Today's the, uh, sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, now let's talk about what we saw from these results. These, these results are just names 
and payouts until you talk about uh, kind of what you saw uh, on Black Eyed Susan Day, how that's going to affect how I'm going to handicap uh, Preakness Saturday. So let's talk about the dirt for it first. Uh, it looks mighty deep on the rail. Looking at the head-on replays, you can see the deep splashes of dirt from horses on that rail path, and you can see the jockeys actually making a concerted effort to keep their horse a few paths off, especially in the front stretch. Now, on the turf, the surface played pretty fair from a pace standpoint. However, a few winners took the second flight, you know, pocket trip on the rail to victory, uh, or early speed could also clear from wide, get to the rail, and hold on after moving to the middle of the track for the stretch. So based on what I'm seeing, I need, I need to make adjustments to how I'm going to play the dirt and the turf. And, and it's not by uh, a pace bias or anything. I'm, I'm not only looking at speed. I'm not only looking at closers, et cetera. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a path thing. It's pretty much just by path. So uh, on dirt, I'm going to be fading horses that could be stuck on the rail upgrading ones who could be a couple paths over and have the middle of the track, uh, you know, for the stretch drive on turf fading horses that are uh, pace compromised because it was still pretty fair uh, and uh, fading horses who could get hung wide. If there's not enough pace to melt the race down. I, I think, I think if you're, you're hung wide, if it's a, just a standard pace, you're, you're probably going to stay right where you are. Kind of had to be in the pocket, but if it's a hot pace, they can come from wherever. Very fair to the pace. All right, so let's dig in. Let's talk about the first stakes race on the Preakness card. It's going to be race four, eight and a half furlongs, the Sir Barton Stakes. Two things come together here. The pace is fair, and I like a horse that should be sitting, rating off the rail, and I think the six Dennington is a great price of five to one for me to be getting both of those things. Fair pace. No way this horse gets pinned inside. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I was pretty excited for Dennington. It was a must play uh, even before kind of I figured out the, you know, off the rail bias. I'm going to call it a bias in air quotes. It's more of like a leaning at this point because um, it's not real strong. But uh, yeah, it makes me even more confident in, in Dennington. And I think we're going to beat our first Bob super horse of the day with a Arabian Lions. So I'm going to go with the win on Dennington at five to one in the Sir Barton. Uh, and then I'm going to play an exact, I'm going to use Dennington and first, and then underneath I'm going to use the three Tappets conquest, the four Arabian lion. All right. That is one stakes race down. That is one Bob Baffert favorite down. Maybe we'll see race six, the chick Lang stakes, uh, a horse named Super Chow might have lucked into the perfect post draw uh, to do something freaky uh, here versus having a meltdown in the showdown. Uh, having a meltdown gets a bad post. Uh, it, you know, also we have to factor in that it ha this is having a meltdown post Medina Spirit, Bob Baffert shipping east. So I'm already on, on fade mode. And then this horse having a meltdown has to overcome the Dubai bounce. Last race in Dubai usually doesn't, work out well the next uh the next race of the states definitely give me super chow in this one i'm taking this the five super chow to win and then i'm playing a trifecta uh with the five over the one the two and the seven and second and third all right moving on let's talk about the gallaret stakes so chad brown has an impeccably trained impeccably bred judmont horse on the rail, 
who gets the pace set up and should naturally just fall into the stocking trip in the pocket, as as we like to say. Just like we said, it is the path that you want to be on for turf. Uh, you know, second in the states for for this horse, the one white or sorry, the the uh, the one white beam in the uh, the gallerette, and you get a little bit of a jock upgrade from Manny Franco to uh, Irad Ortiz, who I like a little bit more on the turf. I think he'll be able to rate this horse pretty well. That's naturally what he kind of wants to do anyway. Um, you know, Barry, like Barry was on yesterday and he suggested Irad's not really someone who's great on the front might be the case, but he's, this is definitely in his wheelhouse. So I'm playing the, 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 uh, Chad Brown horse here, uh, white beam. And then I'm going to put that together in a trifecta using one, two, four, and seven. I'm going to play it in a part wheel. So I'll have white beam in first. I'll use the two uh, Soprin Basilea in first with it, along with the seven Princess Theorem. Wheel that in a second. So one, two with one, two, seven, and then one, two, four, seven, Eminent Victor being the four for Chad Brown. Got to get multiple Chad Browns in your trifectas, man. There's, you'll you, These things will go Chad Brown, one, two, or Chad Brown, one, two, three, so friggin' often. It's embarrassing that it has that many horses in there to do that. Uh, that's uh, that's my little rant. That is my little rant. And you know what? When I'm recording these solo episodes, when it comes to rants, never lost. That's right. No rebuttals. No rebuttal. Never lost. All right. Moving on. Race eight. Nine furlong. The dinner party stakes. A grade three on the turf. Uh, the favorite atone will get the pocket trip by virtue of the rail draw. Uh, you know, drawn number one, atone will be right there on the rail, kind of wants to run in that that rail trip. But I think that the pace gets sneaky hot and could fall to the horse uh, that should be behind that pocket trip on the rail. And I, I'm looking at the four uh, Hurricane Dream at seven to two for Grand Motion. Uh, this one is a huge player based on the third graphs. Uh, third graphs made uh, Hurricane Dream look like a very competitive, very competitive horse in this race. Uh, so I really like, you know, that the horse isn't necessarily getting the Fordly placed pocket trip, but is going to be sitting on the rail because that's what the pace, you know, and the pace dictates that. So, you know, it's true to the pace, but you get the extra little kick of the, the, of the rail trip there. So that's why we're on Hurricane Dream. Now let's move on to race nine, the Ski Pat Stakes. Uh, this is a six furlong race, and uh, this is the first race where my adjustments have forced my hand to, uh, you know, audible to another horse. Initially, I was on the number two, uh, Begin, uh, but now I think that that run style and the post draw is going to keep Begin pinned to that rail, and uh, that all the jockeys, you know, are are avoiding. Like they're literally going wide. If the horse breaks the lead, they're not going straight to the rail. They're just staying on the three or the four path. So I do think that Beguine can flash a little bit of early speed, but I think the horse will naturally want to ray at the rail, and that's going to put Beguine in a very bad place. So uh, when I Omaha this thing like Peyton and called a hot route, I went with the uh, the ten Golden Effect at twenty to one. Uh, the, the run style and pace will put Golden Effect 
in a great spot stalking the early pace, you know, out wide. And it will be up to Angel Cruz to get this horse moving through the turn. Uh, one that's, you know, based on, on thoroughgraphs, could be sitting on a huge race. Looks like it had a high percentage chance uh, for the trainers, uh, you know, for the for this horse and the trainer to produce a, a new top figure together. And if I'm going to get a, a new top on a, a 20 to one horse that I think might have everything its way, uh, you know, as far as how the track goes, uh, then yes. Hell yes. Yes, please. Fuck. Yes. Uh, give me golden effect at 20 to one. And I'm going to box golden effect into a, uh, exacta with two other horses. And that's going to be the two begin who I'll still use because I feel, still think is probably going to run a big race, but I just don't think he's going to win from that post now. And the six, Gunning. Uh, gunning, if uh, I don't get practical move up, I, I think Gunning is the horse that likely wins there. And you know what's always a win? SGPN and Shady Rays together. That's always been Shady Rays is SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear options for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers you the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May Contest. All right, we are bombing through these stakes races at Pimlico for Preakness Day, talking adjustments that we're going to make based off the results that we saw in the Black Eyed Susan. All right, we just got through with the big shot, the 10 Golden Effect at 20 to 1 in the ski pad. We're talking race 10, the Jim McKay turf sprint. Uh, horses from the outside post can win these turf sprints. Now, I'm saying the rail is hot. That All that means is the horse that makes it to the rail is on the rail. It's not the number one post. It's not what that means. Uh, horses from the outside post can win these races, but they have to do it by going early and clearing the field and moving to the rail. I'm betting that the mighty Dale Tar, praise be to he, huzzah, glory to Dale Tar means glory to me, that this glorious steed, the 10 Coppola for Dale Tar, can do it. And I think he's got some dirtied up form, and I think it makes him a, a speedball in disguise. This horse has flashed a ton of early speed. It's running into trouble a lot uh, in its last few races, though. If you look at its last race where it still even had trouble and uh, the other rate in its most recent race where it also had trouble, those speed figures are probably good enough to win these races. So I, I really like uh, the mighty Dale Tar here. Uh, Matthew DeSantis is going to give me plenty 
of shit for the 10 Coppola or the mighty Deltar and the Jim McKay stakes. Uh, I'll be uh, betting that horse to win. I'm going to bet an exacta nine, 10 with one, five, nine, 10. Now I gave my pick for this uh, next one out on the uh, sports gambling podcast. I'm glad that I don't have to waffle on this pick because of scratches or anything, which I'm going to have to do in the Preakness. Let's talk about race 11, the Maryland sprint stakes. I was plenty hyped about threes over deuces before results. And I'm extra hyped now. Going to be able to sit behind the early pace, pick a path, and then swing wide. Like I can just see this kind of tailor-made trip for this horse. And this feels like a strong chance at at getting a long shot home. Uh, I'm still all over threes over deuces. I'm going to bet threes over deuces at 15 to 1 to win. And I'm going to go with an exacta with threes over deuces over the seven Nakatomi and the eight straight no chaser. If you wanted to uh, hedge protect a little bit, you could also play that in exacta in the in reverse with seven, eight and first. And then the three threes over deuces in second. All right. One more sprint stakes before the big one. Let's go the James Murphy. Sorry, James W. Murphy. There's a bunch of extra regular James Murphys that are every other letter of the alphabet for a middle name. No, James Murphy, James W. Murphy, damn it. His stakes race. Uh, I, I'm glad I don't have to change my pick here based off of my, my what I saw via path bias here. Uh, because I said earlier, you know, the pocket path and the rails good, but it doesn't matter if a race melts down. And that's exactly what I think this one will do. And I think it falls to the seven Kingfish Stevens. The horse may or may not be ready for stakes company, but the pace fits perfectly enough that it might not matter. Uh, I'm taking Kingfish Stevens to win eight to one. I'm playing an exacta Kingfish Stevens, the seven over three and nine. And here we go. Let's talk about the Preakness. Time to get paid, blow up like the world's train. This Preakness take brought to you by. Courtesy of Peter Pan Bus <laughs> Okay, so my top pick. Uh, first mission was an early scratch scratched, I guess, overnight this morning, uh, which, uh, let me check my notes here. Yep. Fucking blows that I felt like I have a, had a Preakness winner there. Uh, now if I didn't think that there was very much pace in this year's Preakness at all, well, guess what? There's way less of it now with the scratch of first mission. I, I think that the pace is, is even slower. And that the horse who breaks to the lead or close to it and off the rail will have a good chance to win. Now, you might be thinking, all right, it's National Treasure. That's got to be it. That's that's it. No, it's not National Treasure. For one, the rail draw doesn't do him any favors. For two, the only time he's made a lead was in the maiden breaking score at Del Mar. Uh, it could be that the horse just doesn't want the lead. So we might be projecting just saying that the horse is naturally going to get the lead on its own. That might not be the case. They might not want that horse doing this. Uh, so I, I think that you get, sus- you know, surprise speed from somewhere else and a new challenger approaches. I'm on coffee with Chris. Number four, I believe 20 to one. On the morning line, I sh- I think the horse will take a little bit of money now just because of the pace dynamic. Sharp, sharp, other sharp people, <laughs> people like myself, 
uh, are going to be on coffee with Chris because they'll they'll see the slower pace and they'll think that it'll work out more for a horse towards the front. Um, you know, coffee with Chris, I think they'll send. That's where they want to be. And it's going to be off the rail because National Treasure will be the natural buffer between coffee with Chris and the deeper rail path. If you squint really hard at the thoroughgraphs too, it looks logical. And I already don't know what I'm doing. Now I'm squinting at them. So uh, take that with a grain of salt. But I will say what is noteworthy as is that Coffee with Chris is going to be racing without Lasix after racing with them three races in a row. But if you dig deep into those past performances, you see that there's actually a stakes win without Lasix. I don't think it's going to be a problem. I really like Coffee with Chris at 20 to 1. Uh, let's go ahead and say... Uh, coffee with chris and an exact uh over mage and uh blazing sevens yep that's it that feels good it's it's always sad it's always sad this time of year when i have to say goodbye uh to his freakness it's your boy freak nizzle freak nasty brother freak nick i'm back bitch. that's right <laughs> You ain't got to close your eyes, this ain't no dream, bitch. I got it. But, whenever you listen to this, the his freakness will be headed back to his funky planet, Will he'll, where, where he'll be slapping a bass guitar fast and loose like some sort of delirious, funky priest. That's it. That's it. That's the Preakness episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, we've got the Fallen Bob giveaway just leave a review for the show anywhere you get your podcast good luck playing races enjoy pre saturday we're out